from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Hope this finds you well. The gang is all here. John DeShazer will join us later in the program as we'll break down today's action at Saints training camp. Producer Dan, as always, with us here on the BBR and also D-Dub and the Black and Blue Orchestra. Sean Kelly here with you and uh, greetings from a hot and sweaty day at Saints training camp. Yesterday was the hottest of the uh, bunch. Today may uh, top that when we get the final readings on temperature and whatnot, but heat indices up around the century mark for Saints practice yesterday and again today. We've got a great show lined up for you. We're going to talk both Saints and Pelicans today. On the Pelicans side, we'll be graced by the executive director of USA Basketball, Jerry Colangelo, a very good get for us today as we uh, kind of talk about not only USA Basketball, but all the Pelicans uh, that were involved in last week's minicamp, and we'll ask uh, Mr. Colangelo about Monty Williams and what he is now to that staff under head coach Mike Krzyzewski. We'll also check in both sides of the ball for the Saints. Young Joseph Morgan on the offensive side is our guest today, and on the defensive side of the ball, Roman Harper is uh, set to go with us in our second segment. Yesterday at camp, we got to visit with Quarterback Drew Brees, he does not speak with the media every day, so when we get Mr. Brees, uh, we certainly want to pass it along to you. And he touched on a variety of topics yesterday, so as we kind of get into the show, let's go right to number nine and recap some of the things that he talked about yesterday post-practice. Uh, certainly, the um, obviously offensively is what uh, we want to talk to him about, but certainly how he feels the offense is progressing through the early part of training camp. And what it's like now with on a couple of key pieces from a high-powered attack last year. No Chris Ivory now and no left tackle uh, listed as a starter at the moment with Jermon Bushrod having vacated the premises. So that battle is going on. But even with a couple of those pretty significant changes here through the early portion of training camp, Drew Brees uh, does feel that the Saints offense can keep up the uh, level of uh, production that they've been used to over the last couple of years well it's all about wins wins and losses and 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 you want to win and you want to put yourself in a position to make a run in the postseason and uh you know when you, whenever you fall short of that you know obviously you, you it's disappointing um that's not the level at which we're used to performing as far as just the overall record um there's plenty of things that we can do specifically offensively to improve um and we know that you know, we got to improve upon those things if we want to accomplish the things that we've, we've set out to accomplish. So um, I still feel like we are, you know, we have all the pieces in place. We, we, we've been in this system for going on eight years now, so we all have a strong comfort level with it. Um, you've got a lot of continuity, you know, up front uh, with the offensive line, even though, hey, you know, we're, a couple guys are battling for that left tackle's position. Um, you know, we've got three running backs that have been here for a while now. 
Uh, you got receivers that have been here for a while. Um, a tight end who's going into his fourth year. Another veteran tight end in Ben Watson um, uh, to, to, to fill in as well. So you've got all these all these pieces of the puzzle that you feel really really good about, and yet, man, you got to put in the work um, and fine tune to make sure that you stay on top and make sure that you continue on with that edge that's uh, going to allow you to go out and be successful and um, accomplish the things you, you want to accomplish. Breeze touched upon the receiving core uh, during those uh, comments, and uh, of course there are names that you'll recognize. Colston, who's yet to practice, but certainly when you've got Lance Moore and others, those are very recognizable names and names that Breeze has been connected with through the air over the last uh, season or two. But there are a lot of fresh faces um, guys that are young in their NFL careers, and that, of course, is a part of the growth process that's occurring right now at camp. Breeze commented on how that's progressing. I think it's going well. I've actually been really impressed with our young receiving core. Uh, just the you know the limited amount of reps they've had, exposure to our offense, the NFL in general, and yet the way that they picked it up and, and just kind of you know fallen in line. And each one of them has um, has really done a great job thus far in camp. Just you know, getting lined up correctly with great tempo, you know, making some plays, um, you know, when the number's been called, um, you know, all that's been impressive. And obviously we've got, you know, a couple spots open there. And so you see a lot of guys, you know, really fighting for that and, and, and doing well. Yeah, one of those young guys, or I don't know if you call them young at this point, but one of the new faces, uh, at least with the ones, the first stringers, is Andy Tanner. He's really turned a lot of heads during the first couple of days of training camp. I know it's early at this point, but number 14 is getting a real, real good hard look by Breeze and the coaching staff. Well, it remains to be seen how he fits into the rotation. Can he be the number three receiver with the already two established starters for the Saints, but Tanner, a guy who's been in and out of the Saints system, if he can stay healthy, has perhaps a pretty good future with this team. Breeze really likes Sandy Tanner. He's uh, just steady, so consistent. You know, you know what you're going to get out of Tanner every day, and he's so dependable. And I got so much confidence in, in throwing the ball to him. He's a guy who can play every position uh, um, on the field as receiver. Um, very smart, tough. Um, can play outside, can play inside, and um, you, those are the types of guys you want on your team. Another weapon for Drew Brees in the Saints offense, of course, is the tight end position. And, of course, everyone knows about Jimmy Graham, but now Ben Watson's in the fold as well. Brees, I don't think he's overstating things here a whole lot, but Brees does believe now with this tandem of Graham and a veteran in Ben Watson could be the best tight end tandem in the NFL. No, I've been very impressed. You know, he um, he had off-season surgery, and so he missed all of OTAs and minicamp. But I don't feel like that set him back at all because he came uh, back to, to the start of camp healthy, in great shape. Um, he's done a great job just as we've, you know, kind of worked through the complexities of our offense even early on. You know, it's a lot of install, you know, right away. And yet he's a veteran guy who's been around a lot of offenses, played in some pretty prolific offenses in, uh, you know, in New England. Um, so he knows what being a part of that is like. And... Uh, and having to just kind of step in and absorb it all and then go out and perform. And he's done a great job. I think he's going to be great for Jimmy just because you look at Ben, man, he's a complete tight end. He's a guy who can block. He can, he can, he's a great route runner, um, uh, pass catcher. He can make plays all over the field. You know, one of the, one of the better athletes on the field. So a good guy for Jimmy to be able to, you know, learn from. Uh, and, and then the combination of the two of those guys is pretty formidable on the field at the same time. So you're all caught up. There's Drew Brees from yesterday. 
post-practice at Saints training camp. We are underway here on the Black and Blue Report. Producer Dan is here, D-Dub and the Black and Blue Orchestra all set to go to take us through our uh, stops throughout this next 30 or so minutes. Let's get right to our guests, and we'll do so next with Saints veteran Roman Harper. Somewhere in a town like the one you're in, there is a person like you headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as music firsts, like Monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music First's history-making 5051 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. Bud Light Music First. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Ends 8-15-13. Play without purchase. Mail your name, email address, and age to Music First Game. P.O. Box 753-726, El Paso, Texas 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. St. Louis, Missouri. This is Eric, General Manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raising Cane's is fans' best friend. Fresh, never-frozen chicken fingers, made fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Cane's crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Cane's, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. Well, the Black and Blue Report continues with our special guest, Saints veteran Roman Harper. Back at camp and back in the pads this past weekend as we visit here on Tuesday, Roman. I know that certainly um, the heat is one thing for fans, but it's a lot different for you guys when you finally get all those pads on. Yeah, man, it's a little bit different, but, you know, you got to get used to it. Uh, over the weekend wasn't too bad, and uh, we continue to fly around, and you just got to get used to it. It's going to be part of playing here in New Orleans, and you got to get used to it. It's almost like an advantage. Uh, you have to be able to get in the best shape you can, and it doesn't matter how much you train, you can't get used to this heat, and you can't train for it. It's going to be hot. You're going to be tired. And at the end of the day, it works on your mental toughness, and you got to be able to grind through it. When you've got skins on the wall in the league, Roman, and, and camps under your belt, how do you keep it new and fresh? Every year, you got to just go out there and compete, man, and, and make it get hungry. You got to be able to motivate yourself, whether it's money, uh, providing for your family, competition, or you just want to be the best that there is. So, whatever motivates you, you have to use it, and you have to be able to go out there and, and perform at the highest level. And this is your job. So, if you want to keep your job, you, you're going to go out there and perform every year. A couple days in on this campaign already. What's different about this group uh, uh, these days that you've spent together? You know, I think we, uh, we got a nice little nucleus on defense. Uh, I think we all got a lot to prove. We're very hungry group, whether it's from the coaches all the way down. 
And uh, I know Sean's uh, very, very been talking about a lot of, you know, accountability, different things like that. And we don't want to let each other down. At the end of the day, we're all out here trying to work and get better together. Uh, we're all trying to take care of each other. But we're also trying to work at it. And uh, it's coming together nicely over the next couple of days. And we got to continue to uh, improve and work on this thing, continue to grow on it. Help us understand the, the stages of camp. You know, like early in camp, I'm, I'm watching the young guys who are trying to make an impression. They right. kind of overdo it a little bit right. sometimes. Can you help us kind of work our way through the stages of camp? What's what's the best way to handle the, the two and a half, three weeks? Let, let me tell you, as a young guy, yeah. it's good to make an impression. It's good to overdo it because then you'd rather the coaches slow you down. Then they're not going to do it. They'll just talk about it behind closed doors. <laughs> and the veteran guys that talk about him, like, man, look at this guy. But it's good to do that. You want to be hungry. You're trying to fight for a job. And it's only 53 out here. And, uh, and that's for each team. So it's not a lot of jobs out there, and you're always trying to compete and take somebody else's job. And that's the way the, the land of the law and uh, the law of the land. And for the veteran guys, we're trying to get through it, continue to get our looks, mental reps. And uh, we know it's a long haul, a long grind through the season, but that doesn't mean you just come through and coast. We're out here all trying to work each other. We're all trying to get better. And we're competing, man. We're all flying around. And uh, just veteran guys, you just got to know how to take care of yourself a little bit more. Fans, media, all of them are alike in the sense that they're they're looking for those big stories early in camp, things to talk about at work and whatnot. Yeah. And of course, defense is that thing right now with a new coordinator, a new scheme. How much of it, the changes are overblown, and how much are are truly justified to talk about at this time? You mean it's the only thing we got to talk about? Yeah. You know, there's not a lot. You know, uh, we got we drafted first round Kenny Vaccaro. Uh, we got some other defensive guys that were coming in that we're trying to lean on. And we got some guys that's come back. We got JB for the first time all year. And uh, so we didn't have that last year. We don't have all the turmoil. We got a new defensive coordinator. So it's respectable for all the, the questions and all the concerns. And everybody's excited about something new. And uh, it's good. It's like getting a new girlfriend. You like her a lot. Then all of a sudden you start living with her. And hey, you know what I mean? The grass is not always greener. But it seems very green right now. So uh, I'm enjoying it. We're flying around. We're all trying to make plays. And uh, Rob's letting us play, man. He's cutting us loose, and we're learning on the go, and that's always great. For you individually, whether it be the 3-4 or the new guys that are playing around you, how is it going to help you, and, and, and what, what does it play to as far as your strengths go, Roman? I think it's just aggressive. We're not going to really hold back. We're not going to be looking at a whole lot of things. We're just going to be playing. And uh, I like man-to-man -man coverage. We're going to play some more man this year, and then we'll mix in zone too. But at the end of the day, man, it's all about just playing together and flying around. It doesn't really matter what the defensive call is. If we all have the, the right attitude and the right intensity, when we get to the ball, big things are going to happen. Before I let you go, healthy, feeling good? You know, I'm getting there, man. I am healthy. Uh, I'm flying around. The coaches are working me back in uh, slowly but surely, and they're, they're trying to take care of me. And we're, we're making plays out here, man. So I'm just, uh, I'm just happy to be a part of this, this new culture that we're trying to get going on defense and, uh, and just take advantage of it. Roman, thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Roman Harper with us on the Black and Blue Report. Roll Tide. And we'll leave that in there. I may not even edit it out. We'll be right back after this. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. 
to find a heart specialist near you. Visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. The second annual Saints Back to Football Run presented by Chevron will be held on Saturday, August 31st. The 5K race benefiting Team Gleason, the One Fund Boston, and the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation will include an NFL Play 61-mile fun run for kids. Participants of all abilities will have the opportunity to race through the streets of downtown New Orleans towards the finish line at the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Gumbo and Sir Saint, along with the Saint Stations, will be on hand to cheer on participants, and a post-race party with live entertainment and a beer garden will take place in Champion Square. All participants will receive a Saints Back to Football Run shirt, a commemorative finisher's medal, and an NFL-approved bag. Registration is now open at nflrunseries.com saints. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We are very, very honored to have a very special guest today. Uh, it is, of course, the executive director of USA Basketball and the men's national team, and that is Jerry Colangelo, a legend in not only basketball circles but in major league sports as well. Mr. Colangelo, good morning, and thanks for joining us today. Sean, good morning. I uh, got up at the uh, tip of dawn to take a few calls on the West Coast, and it's still only 7 here in uh, 7 a.m. and being in um, Carmel, but I'm um, happy to be with you. Well, I'm not jealous of the fact that you're up at 7 a.m. out there. I am jealous, though, of being in Carmel, one of the most beautiful spots, I think, in our country. It is. Uh, it's been a uh, second home for us for over 30 years, and uh, it's a respite from the heat, you know, in Phoenix when, uh, when things get warm. I'd say it's pretty warm this time of year. Congratulations on what appears to be a very successful minicamp Mr. Colangelo out in Las Vegas. Would you agree with that assessment? Oh, for sure. You know, there was a goal and an objective uh, back in 05 when uh, I was asked to take over USA Basketball, and it was to change a culture and develop some pride in representing your country and show respect to the world, you know, basketball community. And, you know, as I look back over the years, uh, it's satisfying. I'm not saying we've made it and we're going to rest on our laurels, but, you know, today... We are the defending gold medalists, not only with our senior teams, the men and women, but all the junior teams, the 16, 17, 18, 19, and unders, both men and women, have all won gold medals, and we're ranked number one in the world, and the pipeline appears to be very full. Most every player wants to be part of USA Basketball, and so we have it cranking pretty well right now, and it's an exciting time for USAB. When you when you piggyback what you just mentioned there about the success at the different levels of the program and the level of talent that you just showcased out in Las Vegas and couple that with the healthy corporate sponsorship that you've shored up with Nike, is this is it safe to say that USA basketball is is the most healthy it's ever been at this point? By a a long shot. There's no question about that. You know, the world changed back in 92 when the Dream Team, you know, opened the door with uh, professional players being allowed to play. And by the way, you know, some people have a mis uh, misconception about how that transpired. It was FIBA, the international ruling body, that wanted 
the very best players to perform in the Olympics. And, and of course, uh, we did and uh, kind of made uh, quite a statement with the Dream Team and Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and Charles Barkley and on and on. It was uh, quite a show in Barcelona. <clears throat> I happened to be there in 92. And But there was a side box here regarding what transpired, and that was it also gave great incentive to international players to go into the NBA. And today, we have about 25% of our players are international players. So it's truly a world world game, and the gap is closed in many countries. But our job is to remain on top. This is, uh, you know, sounds self-serving. You know, we invented the game. We taught them the game. I want them to enjoy the game, but I want to remain on top. Could you help us clear up some confusion that I think is out there with basketball fans with regard to the formation of your roster? And that is this, whether it be in Spain next year or in Rio in 2016, there, there seems to be this, this confusion about you've got guys who have played for your program already, established stars in the NBA, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, and others, who seem to have a decision on whether or not they want to continue and that you, then you see 30-some players in camp la, in Las Vegas last week. Are there, are there spots open? How many are there? And how do you balance guys in the pipeline and those who want to return? Well, first of all, let's go over the most recent history. We had a 12-man roster in 08 in Beijing when we won the, the uh, Olympics. Two years later, we, we participated in the World Championships in Istanbul. And we had 12 different players. They were the younger players. They were Durant, Westbrook, Love, uh, Derek Rose, etc. And we had a terrific uh, summer, and we won a gold. Then go to London in 2012. That roster was made up of, of about half of the world championship team and half of the 08 Olympic team. I think there will always be turnover, and I'm going to say probably a half of a roster would turn over uh, for each competition. So, yes, it's competitive, but I think because of the turnover uh, of half a roster or thereabouts, you know, we're not locked into it. I think players know that there's a great opportunity for them, as competitive as it is, to, uh, to be a part of it. But there's another side to this, and that is when you bring some of the best young players in the league uh, into a camp like that, when it's over, they're better people for it. They're better players for it. I think it helps with the culture they bring back to their teams, respective NBA teams. And ultimately, the NBA is the ultimate beneficiary of the whole program. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Jerry Colangelo from USA Basketball is our guest. Jerry, those of us here in New Orleans are very excited about the heavy Pelican influence that was showcased in Las Vegas, not only the players but from Monty Williams, too, to be now a part of Mike Krzyzewski's staff. Coach Williams told us last Friday that he felt like he was in basketball heaven out there with Team USA. Um, can you share with us a little more insight on, on what Monty Williams is going to bring to your program and, and how that goes forward? Well, first of all, Monty is a, is a terrific young coach, one of the best young coaches in the NBA. He's a terrific gentleman. He has great character. He's the kind of people you want to have involved with your program. And so in selecting Monty, it was uh, certainly by design. Number two, I, I have to tell you, I, I couldn't be more impressed with uh, his work ethic 
and his quest for knowledge. You know, sitting around just talking, uh, sharing. You know, some of us old-timers can can uh, pass on things to the young Turks who are coming up about our experiences and how important it is to surround yourself with people who have done it, been there, gone through experiences, and be a sponge, learn. And that's Monty. Monty is very, very interested in being the very best that he can be, and he recognizes there are people that he had the opportunity to be around, and he has been around in his career that could be very helpful in forming his foundation as a coach in his uh, standards. So I know he enjoyed it. We enjoyed him, and I'm very excited to have him as part of USAB. The Pelicans also had those three players out there, Jerry and Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, Ryan Anderson. What did you think of their camp? Well, that's a that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good showing for uh, for the franchise. I guess we could start with any one of them. I think Holiday. Uh, who we've known, uh, obviously, played well last summer uh, as part of what we call a select team, the team we brought in to scrimmage against our team as we got ready for the Olympics in London. And, you know, he's one of the better guards in the NBA. He happens to be playing a position that is just on, on office overload. You know, we have a lot of smalls who can play, but Holiday is right up there with all of them. You could, you know, take your pick, so to speak. Ryan Anderson, because of his size and his ability to stretch the floor and shoot the ball as well as he does, gives him an opportunity because of, you know, in international play, you need to have good perimeter scoring. And uh, certainly he has proven in his career that uh, that's exactly who he is. Anthony is uh, is kind of a favorite because we, we had him last summer. He was kind of a baby last summer with us on the Olympic team, uh, a last-minute addition, and I do think it was uh, one of the great opportunities for him to go to graduate school while he was with us. And uh, I think he learned a great deal. I think his, his rookie year in the NBA was a, uh, a year of uh, adjustment. But I'll tell you, I see a marked difference. I think he's uh, stronger. I think he's absolutely more confident you know, in terms of his game. And uh, I've been saying this now consistently. I see him being uh, a big part of USA basketball for a long time to come. Well, we certainly have benefited. There's there's no doubt as far as this franchise goes from all this Team USA experience. Uh, Jerry, there's no doubt that we can't thank you enough for not only your service to the game, but now, I guess, to our country as well as uh, Director of USA Basketball. And, and, and I can't thank you enough for also getting up very, very early out in California today. Anytime, uh, as long as it's not too often. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Enjoy the cool weather in Carmel, and we'll look forward to our next visit, okay? All right, take care. All right, Bye. thank you. Jerry Colangelo, our guest from USA Basketball, and our visit with Joseph Morgan on the Black and Blue Report is coming right up. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. 
You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. This is Eric, General Manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raisin Cane's is fans' best friend. Fresh, never-frozen chicken fingers made fresh daily cane sauce and a friendly Cane's crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raisin Cane's, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Well, we get the chance to visit with uh, one of the speediest guys in the field here today on the Black and Blue Report. Joseph Morgan, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints, is our guest. Um, you know, as we talk here today, and uh, we'll talk about Monday's practice, um, was it the most physical so far for you guys? It looked like there was a lot more physicality to practice. Um, and you could tell the, the defenders came out there, you know, ready to, to use the pass. They didn't do too much hitting yesterday and with the first day in pass, but, you know, it was a, a lot different, especially, you know, coming from the safeties and the linebackers. They, uh, you know, we're doing a lot more than just thudding up today, but you know, it's only going to make all of us better as a whole. Did you see it coming? No, I, you, we didn't see it at all. <laughs> I, we probably should have because yesterday during one-on-ones, we gave them a, you know, a little hard time. So you know, usually when we give them a hard time the, the day before, they want to come out and try to prove something. You know, it's, uh, it's fun to watch when the corresponding position group gets together during a team period, whether it's uh, a little jaw jacking that goes around or a little extra shot here and there. It, it seems though there's something special about that relationship between wide receivers and DBs. Um, yeah, uh, Coach Payton even just said, uh, you know, we feed off of each other. Uh, you know, you see your, like you said, your, 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 uh, what is it? The word I'm searching for. <laughs> your, uh, your, your, your counterpart. Yeah, your yeah. opposition. Your yeah. opposition going against you. Uh, you know, they're going hard. You don't want to go out there and you know have them, you know, one up you. So you're gonna go, you know, give your, give your all and you know try to do a little bit better than them. They're going 100. You want to go at least 110. At the end of any given day, is there some feeling that you can say, hey, we got them today? Um, is that something you think about as you get back to a team hotel? Oh, yeah. And when we go in the locker room that day, I'll let you know. Like, <laughs> the, the defenders, they let us know all practice. Like, yeah, we was getting in y'all today. And, you know, vice versa, yesterday when we, uh, you know, we kind of gave them, you know, a hard time. We let them know, like, we, we out here. We're going to do it. So, I mean, it's a... It's fun. It's a you know the fun competitive nature of the game, and it, you know makes practice a lot easier too. Yeah, who's the chattiest though? Out of that defensive back group, who's the chattiest over there? Uh, I don't know. Malcolm likes to talk, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so probably Malcolm. Uh, probably I would say probably Malcolm does the most talking. But then for the most part, they don't do, you know, a lot of jaw jacking. But I mean, they they can. We know you can run. How are your hands here a couple days in? Uh, well, they've been getting better. Uh, that's one of the main things. As a speed guy, we tend to try to run first and. You know, not look the ball in, but I mean, that's one of the main things I had focused on this offseason. Uh, coming from last year into this year, I wanted to, you know, 
work on my, my route, you know, defining my routes and, you know, focus on catching the ball and looking the ball into the tub before I you know, take off and run. I've been wondering here a little bit during camp, who's faster, Joseph Morgan or Salim Hakeem? <laughs> all right, so have you all lined up against each other? You got a, you got a result for me? Yeah, he, we haven't run against each other, but, man, I, uh, all pride aside, that boy faster than me. And it, now it's, there's a difference. There's a, a different kind of race that you can do. If we run a 40, he'll probably beat me in a 40. If we run anything from, like, 60 on out, I, I think I'll do that. I'm a, more of a, you know, a long strider. He's a <laughs> quick and get there real fast. I mean, he's, he's fast. He's faster than me for sure. Really? You're yeah. ready to admit that? I'm ready to admit okay. he's fast. You're man enough to do that. Um, what about being man enough to play special teams? Because a lot of guys like yourself with that speed, they're asking to do more than just run routes. Um, I mean, I learned, I'm an undrafted free agent. So, I mean, I learned in 2011 the, the best way to make this team is special teams. So, I mean, you coming in, you want to be on every single special team it is. Since 2011, I kind of got, you know, from going one and two to, you know, fizzle down the depth chart. But at the same time, like it's, one of those things where you still, you know, you learn it and you got to, you know, get it in your mind. It's something that you can do. I have no problem with doing special teams at all. Uh, Coach Payton just told us last night, I mean, this 53-man team, but only 46 play on game day. So if you're that that three, that four, that five receiver, you're if you're going to be playing on game day, it's not not necessarily the offense. You're going to be asked to do something else. So, I mean, if I, they want me to go out there and cover a kick, I'll do that. If they want me to return, I'll do that. Just anything they ask me, I'm ready to do. Yeah, that's the perfect lead into my next question because even with Marcus Colston hurt right now and not participating, the depth at your position is pretty remarkable. I'm watching Andy Tanner run with the ones. I'm seeing you get in there and get your reps. And then there's so many other names out there that are viable options right now for Coach Payton. It, it seems, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like there's plenty of competition to go around in that group. Yeah, um, the Saints do one thing that's, that's really well that they do is, uh, you know, is scouting and bringing guys in that can actually play. Uh, I feel like any of our receivers can play on any given Sunday. Uh, and, you know, the, the nature of the game is, you know, everybody can't make the team. So, you know, just going out there and, like you said, just competing. Uh, you know, we're all a family in the room and everything. It's just, you know, we're going to help one another out. But at the same time, you got to go out there and you got to, you know, put the work in. I'm not a superstitious guy. I'm not sure if you are, too. But I know there's a lot of folks that might get hung up on wearing the number that you do. What is it about number 13? Uh, the number, I didn't really think of it too much when I got it my rookie year. Uh, I mean, I like it. I wore a... Uh, you know, number 11 when I was at Illinois, I wore number three when I was at Wall. So I guess it, you know, made it easy for me to just transition to that, just take the, the one out to 11 and put the three in there. So, I mean, a number is a number. It's not, you know, I guess it don't make, you know, who you are unless you got a terrible number, like 48 or something. So, <laughs> but you no, know, the, the number is really not going to, it's not going to make who the, the type of player that you are. They can give me 99, I'll still play the same way. I enjoyed our visit. I look forward to the next one, Joe. All right, thank you. Joseph Morgan with us here on the Black and Blue Report, and we'll be right back. A new era in basketball is here as your Pelicans take flight for the 2013-14 season. By adding all-star Drew Holiday and Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans to a young and hungry roster, your Pelicans are going to be one of the NBA's most exciting teams. So jump on board now. Over 80% of our seat prices have been reduced. And with all the great benefits of being a season ticket holder, you don't want to miss out. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get in on the action today. A message from Mr. Monopoly. Hello again. Since teaming with the Louisiana Lottery to give away part of my vast fortune for the Monopoly scratch-off game, I've been tickled pink that the winner bell has been ringing so frequently. There's a winner right now. Oh, my, another winner. <laughs> Jimmy, perhaps it would be wise to check the winner bell once more just to be sure. You could win up to $100,000. Play the Monopoly scratch-off game for real money. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Monopoly is a trademark of Hasbro and is used with permission. 
what makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice? Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, practice at the uh, Saints training facility is complete for this day. Training camp continues, and our chance to sit down with John DeShazer here in the final segment of today's Black and Blue Report. Uh, today was as hot as yesterday, if not hotter. Uh, heat index was up near 100 in the last hour of practice. Uh, other than the heat and the sweat, J.D., what you take away from today's uh, workout? Well, another physical workout, especially from the rookie safety, Kenny Vaccaro, who um, Fortunately, or unfortunately for the offense, doesn't dial back a whole lot. <laughs> and fortunately for the defense, they don't want him to dial back. But we also noticed a little bit more attrition at the linebacker position, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit more than that. Yeah, Martez Wilson confirmed by Coach Payton today he'll be out two to four weeks with that elbow injury. Uh, Curtis Lofton didn't practice today, John, with a, with a back situation. Uh, I don't think that's uh, anything of uh, alarm with regard to Lofton, but the, the ranks are thin. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, your Chase Thomases of the world are going to have to play now. John Vilma missed a few snaps with an eye issue, so, you know, Ramon Humber was in with the number one um, linebacker. So, yeah, they're going, to have, they're going to need some depth there. They have several linebackers on the roster, but they're going to have to find out these guys can play because there was a, a severe shortage today. All right, there was one roster move made today as well. Brent Leonard was released by the team, and uh, the Saints did sign wide receiver Tim Toon. He, he joins a rather crowded bunch. He'll wear number 19 here early on in training camp. Don't forget, later on today on NewOrleansSaints.com, you'll catch the New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap. John and I will have a reaction from players, coaches, and a complete recap of the day. We'll certainly hope that you'll click on for that. Otherwise, Black and Blue Report returns tomorrow at 1 o'clock on Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Hope you have a great, great Tuesday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.